Welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, intelligent, extremely hardworking <laughs> Disney in the New Year loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, Speedy. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 31st. 2023. Happy New Year's Eve to you yes. all. Yes. Happy one, two, three, one, two, three. Yes. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. 12, 31, 23. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. Two, three, one, interesting. Two, three. Interesting. How yes. They, it's funny how sometimes these dates line up into weird, exotic ways. I know. Not that I think one, two, three is exactly exotic, but pretty cool. Still pretty cool. Yes. Kind of interesting. Uh, of course, we don't expect that you're actually listening to us on New Year's Eve. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, how, do, how else would you start the party? <laughs> That's right. Except for to, to listen to us. For sure. If you start at the right point, Michelle will have the best tip right as the ball <laughs> drops at midnight. That's so hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, so most likely you're listening to this sometime in the new year. So happy 2024 to you right. all! Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's exciting. It is going to be year. exciting. I think we have. It's going to be an exciting year, and we're going to talk a lot about what's coming in the new year in yes. this episode. Yeah, it'll be lots a lot of, of fun. Yeah, lots yeah. of fun things. Lots of things to get excited for. In for 2024. sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find in the future, like in 2024, <laughs> you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter, X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, and Pinterest, yeah. at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. One of our resolutions is to do more on YouTube mm-hmm. in 2024. You can find us there at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you in any of those medias and um, definitely love hearing about what you're doing and how we can all celebrate your fun as well. Yeah, for sure. That's all we, that's all we want to do is just enjoy each other, enjoy each yeah. other's Hyperion adventure, Adventures. whatever it right. might be. Uh, we want to celebrate that through the social media, through the Gmail, any way it's possible. We just appreciate you very much in the years that have been previous and into the years into the future. Right. And please let us know if you have any questions or anything that we can uh, either clarify with some of our our episodes or if you have questions that we might be able to help you out on for future vacation. Always happy to answer any questions. Also just happy to... Get a note of high from somebody That's out there. That's true. Yeah. So now before we get into this week's show, you know we are the Disney podcast of positivity. So we like to look back at the positive moments from the week that was. You know, there are highs, there's lows, there's twists, there's turns. But we like to focus on those high points. Those wonderful points. We call it our favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's amazing. She's fantastic. You know she does the best research. She definitely has the best lists. 
One thing she also almost always has is the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, I think, you know, it's easy uh, fallback, I guess, to say with the holidays, with Christmas and, you know, having time, more time at home with you and, you know, and Scott getting to FaceTime with family. Um, and, and those were all wonderful and definitely would hit a favorite thing of the week most weeks. But I think this week I have to put the top notch at my sister and brother-in-law returning back in town. Getting to uh, reconnect with them in person has been wonderful. Yeah, I'm glad you got to do that. I have not had the chance to do that yet. I've had to work. (laughs) So uh, they've been dropping by or you drop by their place when I've been at work. So looking forward to the chance to connect with them uh, coming up here sometime in the next few weeks. Yes. Maybe this week, but maybe it'll be a couple weeks later because we have some big things coming up. Uh, My favorite thing for this week, and you you just kind of touched on it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just a wonderful holiday season, a wonderful Christmas, spending it with you, spending it with Scott, um, you know, FaceTiming with my family and and just, uh, you know, and getting to enjoy each other and just having some nice time, nice relaxing time together. Exactly. So So. that was my favorite thing from this week. Uh, We did get a, my favorite thing from this week from one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. This came from Scott in Minnesota. He said, so my favorite thing from this week is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correct because we haven't seen it yet. Kahori, no spoilers, but this week's episode of what if I think it was actually a, they came out every day for mm-hmm. the little, like eight days in a row or something like that was incredible. And the cameo at the end has me excited to see more of her. Well done, Marvel. Now nice. I'm, we have not reached that point right. yet. We got up into the, just the Christmas episode, right. which was, was hilarious, which was fun because there was so much diehard thrown in yes. there that it was, it was very cute. <laughs> um, we're still watching what if we haven't gotten through it yet, but we're looking forward to catching up. And obviously I've heard some good things about that episode. So I'm looking yes. forward to seeing that episode as well. Right, right. No, this has been a great season so far. Like you said, we've, we've just kind of started with the first few and, uh, and Enjoying them for sure. Really loving the animation. Uh, you know, it really looks like it's a comic book come yes. to the screen, right. essentially. And right. I really exactly. enjoying that. And the stories are interesting. I heard some people complaining about what if it's just a rehashing of stories that already exist, but I actually don't feel that way. Maybe as I go farther into the season, that'll be the case. But this season seems like they're not retelling specific stories. Right. They're kind of telling new stories like, you know, again, what if something right. changes like very change. and then yes. this is a completely different story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's kind of like the conversations. What if episodes, very different stories. Yes. Although these aren't quite as dark as theirs. Uh, especially <laughs> Pat. Pat gets so dark during those. Yeah. Do we call it dark or he just, he sees the inevitable sadness that could happen He's, if, he Things sees changed. how precarious. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry because this may be, you know, obviously this is a little inside for anybody who doesn't listen to the Conversations podcast. You should listen to it. But yeah, uh, every once they've done like four or five kind of what oh, if yes. Star Wars yes. episodes so far, and it seems like every time something gets changed, like that means it's the downfall of the Rebel <laughs> Alliance and the whole entire Star Wars universe or whatever. At least for Pat. And I feel like, you know, he's just showcasing how precarious the situation for the Rebel Alliance was during that, like just some things didn't quite go their way, right? that it could have completely gone off the rails. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And that's kind of how I thought the What If Marvel series was last season, a little bit more of how things could really 
really snowball in a yeah. different direction than you'd That's like to That's what the multiverse see. is all about, you yeah. know? I mean, you, one one decision can lead things in a completely different direction in, in a very significant way. Right. So. Very interesting. Well, yes. that's like uh, if, listen uh, to the Conversations podcast. Yes. Listen to Pat and Charles. They have uh, great shows. Even if those what-if sides get a little dark on Pat's side right. from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like, too, um, if we were, if my sister and I weren't planning to go to Vegas and, and play um, blackjack, you and I never would have probably connected. Yeah. So. That's an interesting story for a later date that we can yes. go through. You may have, I don't know if we've ever discussed that on the air before, what, how we ended up meeting. Um, maybe when we get to our Ask Us Anything episode somewhere, I think it's usually in April, um, someone can can throw that out there and we'll, we'll get to that. But um, that's a, that some of you know it already. Uh, others of you, I'm sure, don't. Um, but, but yeah, but sometime that, we will get into that. Right. That could have been a very different one yes. for our, our lives. <laughs> Somewhere the, on the much darker timeline we yes. never met. That is a very, very dark timeline <laughs> that I don't uh, want to think about. I know. Even though it's probably in Pat's mind. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Well, let's get back yeah, to what talk we're about talking tangent, about we've... here. We have, well, we don't really have, I mean, we got some good stuff for you this week, but I can't say that we have a lot of stuff for you this week because I'm going to be honest with you. Disney seems to have taken most of this week off as well. Right. They haven't given yeah. us a lot of stories this week, but I do have a couple things that I'll get to later. But we have a good, fun main topic of the week, and we're going to get to that right now. So for this week's main topic, as we've already mentioned, we are just a few hours away from heading into 2024 as we're recording Mm -hmm. this. As you're listening to this, there's a really good chance we are already (laughs) somewhere into 2024. So we thought, you know, we like to look forward. We like to look at those positive things. This is the Disney podcast of positivity. We like to look ahead and see what's ahead for Disney in 2024. Right, Michelle? Yeah, there's some really exciting things. Some things starting right from early in January and some other things spattered throughout the year that are super fun and exciting to look forward to doing. Yeah, we're really excited for what's to come in the next year, or as you're listening to this, the current year, <laughs> um, possibly. Uh, and so we're going to go through a few of these, some of the things that we picked out. And we're not obviously not going to hit on everything, because I don't even think we know everything right. yet that's going to happen in 2024 with Disney. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that's going to be interestingly announced as we go through the year. D23 Expo 2024 is happening uh, sometime in, I think it's August. August I yeah. Believe, yeah. Uh, so there'll be some interesting stuff to come out of that as well. But so there'll be a lot more to find out. But this is what we kind of know for right now. And so, Michelle, how do you want to approach this episode? What format do you want to kind of uh, go at it towards? So I don't know if you want to start like with the OG park, Disneyland. Go for it. Um, so, for example, one of the big things happening there, and it will be also happening at, at, um, Disney's Magic Kingdom here in Orlando, but uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to be opening in 2024. Looks like it's late 2024, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't obviously know all the details. I I think some new things were released uh, with 
some of the holiday shows that that uh, were on ABC. We're getting little trickles of information right. about it and what it's going to look like and how it's going to be. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, some of the givens that we know, it's still going to be a, a log flume ride, and they're still going to have that classic water drop at the end. Um, you know, I think some of the things we've heard recently and over time is that the storyline actually is going to pick up from where the the film kind of ended after that final kiss the princess and the frog obviously. right the princess and the frog right thank you um but it, it does sound very much like the imagineers really want to highlight and pay honor to the the rich culture that you can find in new orleans with mardi gras and and everything so it sounds like it's going to be very uh, the music, the mm-hmm. colors, you know, will all really feature and highlight, you know, that, like I said, that rich culture. And um, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a fascinating attraction. I think that, the, you know, we've seen some really wonderful advancements in audio animatronics. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they're going to include that. And this is, I don't know why they wouldn't. Right. So we're going to see some really cool audio animatronics, um, some fantastic music. They've already teased that a lot. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Just, you know, what was formerly Splash Mountain is just a fun attraction. It's going to be, obviously, it's going to be very similar in at least its track style. Right. So it it will have, uh, it's one of those attractions I love because it's a small piece of thrill ride. And a large piece of dark ride. And I, I right. kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this is all about. Exactly. Exactly. So cool, cool. Um, some other things that they have. So some things they're bringing back, but they're, they've reimagined or updated them. You know, for example, Pixar Fest. They've had Pixar mm-hmm. Fest at Disneyland in the past. Um, this year, they, they have reimagined some things. And this year, it's also going to be in both parks. So both Disneyland and... Disney California Adventure Park will will feature some things. So there's going to one thing is going to be a new parade called Better Together, a Pixar Pal celebration. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to be super cute. Yeah, it's going to include some of the films that have come out since the last uh, mm-hmm. Pixar uh, Fest, including like Turning Red and I, I'm trying to remember if Souls involved in that or not. But yeah, but I uh, would imagine. I know yeah. Turning Red is for right. sure. Right. Yeah, and and speaking of Turning Red. You know, um, fans are going to be able to um, experience with some of these, you know, festivity things, uh, parades and nighttime spectacular. Um, May from Turning Red mm-hmm. is going to be making an appearance and Ember and Wade from Elementals. Very good. Yeah. So Both um, movies that we really enjoy. Right, right. There's going to be a nighttime firework and projection co- show called uh, Together Forever, a Pixar nighttime spectacular. Yeah, I think that's returning. They've had that in the past. Mm-hmm. That's coming yeah, back. To, that's yeah, that's a Disneyland it, it, park. Right, yeah. right. And so that's going to have some of those newer characters in there as well. So, you know, it's kind of cool that, the, yeah, although they're bringing some things back, They've, they're updating them and keeping them fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people are super excited that come May 24th, a reimagined Fantasmic yes. is coming to Disneyland. And um, in addition to having a, a, an alteration to the ending, they are bringing back some nostalgic, as they say, nostalgic touches. So, for example, Peter Pan's going to be brought back um he had been replaced by jack sparrow Mm -hmm. in in fantasmic so it's great to to see peter pan's going to be coming back so that's really cool 
Uh, a couple other new exciting things happening relate to Star Wars. Let's go back to Fantasmic for okay, a second. Because, sure. yeah, it's going to be coming back. And you said there's going to be some some minor tweaks mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, some... Uh, returns to the way it used to be, but also obviously they're going to be changing the finale mm-hmm. because uh, look, the Maleficent caught fire. You right, know? Yeah, they had first. to they yeah. had to make a change there. There, you know, they've decided to do something a little different there. So I'm excited to see what the new finale mm-hmm. for Fantasmic at Disneyland is going to bring when it's all said and done. I'm sure that they're going to do something phenomenal. Yes, yes. I mean, we love that show. Whether you're talking about that ending, just the whole entire show, mm-hmm. how they revamped it a few years ago, and it it's spectacular yeah. for sure. So and, excited yeah. to see what they come up with and how they adjust it Yeah. Uh, once we get to May of uh, the next year. Right, or, right. As you're listening to this, possibly this year, <laughs> 2024. <laughs> Um, one of the things that they've done over the years is with Star Tours and having some new scenes in Star Tours. And so they've announced that that's going to be happening uh, again. They're planning to debut it at Disneyland during their season of the force. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that there hasn't been a lot said about what it is, but I guess there was some type of fan event, uh, in Florida, a little earlier and they said Ahsoka will be included. Yeah, we may have known something about that fan event in Florida because we were there. <laughs> we were there. I'm trying not to brag. Yeah. Try not to brag. We were there. there. <laughs> uh, that was at Destination D23. Yes, they said Ahsoka, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, not really, right. uh, is coming to, uh, in some form, right, to, to Star, Star Tours, Tours when they revamp and it looks like there's going to be some new destinations as well mm-hmm. included. I want to say, and that's not just at, uh, that's just not at Disneyland. Right. That'll also be at, uh, at Walt Disney World, right. at Disney Hollywood Studios, and also be at Disneyland Paris right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other thing, uh, talking of Star Wars, uh, it's going to be, I don't know whether you call it a change, I guess, uh, in some regards. So, something we've done and we've talked about is how watching the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland is a pretty cool thing because mm-hmm. you know it it is within the park of Disneyland but obviously you're you're very transported into Batu um but they're really going to be enhancing it with the supporting soundtrack mm. to really That's interesting. Yeah, I so, didn't hear that. That's Yeah, so I think they're really trying to make that more of a a staple of where people an additional site where people can watch the fireworks. So you won't hear the fireworks It'll be a different soundtrack right right more star wars right exactly yeah that's kind of cool because it was always a a perk and obviously you don't get this uh at uh, disney's hollywood studios because well the fireworks are hit and miss and then then where the spires line up aren't isn't right for where the fireworks would be uh when you're disney hollywood studios but if you're a disneyland park uh the fireworks go up right above the millennium falcon and the spires there it's a there's a really cool place to check it out and you obviously you can't see any of the projection shows or as michelle said in the past hear any of the traditional soundtrack Mm -hmm. that would go along with it but it's fascinating that they're going to add something very um, I don't know, Black Spire Outpost. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and, and maybe I just didn't understand what I was reading in the, my research. It, I, I'm not sure if it's a new soundtrack or they're just going to be putting out sounds of things that would kind of associate you mm. with that, with, you know, uh, Star Wars, or if they're going to, you know, the, the soundtrack that's already there, which John Williams mm-hmm. is, um, you know, the, the creator of is, 
may not be as noticeable, especially during the fireworks. And I don't know if that's going to be something that is we'll see. more well, pronounced. Others will see. We won't be there. I should have really researched this that's a okay. little no, bit it's more. But anyways, something to look forward to. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and the other um, new thing that's going to be happening in 2024 is, and you you talked about this recently, is the uh, haunted mansion, the the, yes. the area around the haunted mansion, and how that's going to be, um, you know, changed and and have some additional features. They're expanding the queue mm-hmm. and making it more. I believe it's going to be a little bit more interactive, but mm-hmm. definitely better because they they needed to expand that queue because it would kind of go into the courtyard of. Uh, New Orleans Square area there and just didn't really have a terrific rhyme or reason to it. But they're going to fix, they're going to adjust that and make it uh, a little better for anybody visiting. Also, they're adding a gift shop as well. So you get your, all your good haunted mansion garb. Right, right. Yes. And it sounds like some of the the features that we, you might be more familiar with at Walt Disney World. So like, uh, you know, a fountain gazebo. Yeah. Greenhouse. I, I don't know if it'll be as interactive as right. the uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, queue is right. for a haunted mansion, but it's going to be obviously improvement of, over what's yeah. there right now. Right, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's other things going on in 2024. Those were more the newer or revised things. Also, you know. a lot of downtown Disney. Uh, right. There are refurbishments there, other additions of new restaurants and new spaces. Um, that looks like that'll be opening up right. uh, mostly next year as well. In yeah. 2024. So, but I mean, it's, it's great also, you know, in looking at what's coming in 2024, you know, the return of some seasonal favorite things, you know, over the holidays and also their uh, Disneyland after dark mm-hmm. series are always great great events to experience so a lot of excitement going on out at disneyland right and also the uh the pixar place uh hotel, hotel. Mm-hmm. uh reimagining uh will be completely done right. early yeah uh, so it should be done by the end of january right uh, and so that'll be all uh, ready to go and spruced up and looking good yeah yeah so and some new Dining locations there. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. that's the hotel. It used to be the Paradise Pier Hotel. Right, now right. it's going to be Pixar, Pixar Place Hotel. Right. So, very cool. So, anyways, that's over at Disneyland. All right. So, I don't know if you want to keep moving, go, keep us going, go eastward over to Walt Disney World. Sounds good. And um, so, some things are related to obviously. Uh, similar to what we're talking about, new features and parades and nighttime shows. But some other things to look forward to we've talked about are the good to go days Mm -hmm. and the all day park hopping. For our annual pass holders. Mm -hmm. And if you are, by the way, also, if you're buying a, a, a standard ticket, a day per day ticket, you will not have to make a park reservation. Right. Beginning on January 9th of 2024. And then the good to go days, will be starting to be posted on the calendar as of January 11th, right. 2024. So anyone with an annual pass, uh, if it's a good to go day, you don't need to make a park reservation. You just show up. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, they will be continuing what they have right now that on any day other than the weekends, you can go in after 2 p.m. 
without a reservation with the exception of the weekends in, in Magic Kingdom Park. Um, so that's going to happen. But if you want to just on these, like you said, the good to go days, you you don't have to wait till two o'clock. You can just. Yeah, just whatever you feel like right. that day, just go do it. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter. If, if you were first thinking you were going to do Epcot and you just changed your mind, you said, I want to do Animal Kingdom. You're all set. Right. Go ahead and go. Yeah, right. Which is you're really. You're good to go. You're good to go. Exactly. But I mean, that's something that's really cool. I'm, you know, we've talked about that. Uh, before the pandemic, obviously, when we were out in Southern California, that it didn't happen a lot. But every once in a while, we would we we did have um, annual passes there, and we would just once in a while say, "Hey, why don't yeah. we why don't we go tomorrow morning and just get up early and head over to Disneyland?" And so um, you know, and we haven't been able to do that here. Not that it's been a challenge per se, getting some park reservations although sometimes we couldn't get yeah. the park and disneyland's we a, disneyland's a different animal we're not talking about disneyland being right. able to do this right disneyland's right. a completely different world right now hopefully they'll get that squared away and and make it easier for right. people to get park reservations when you're there because i know it's tough yeah it's it is tough, tough there yeah. yeah but at least you know uh for people over here at, at uh, near Walt Disney World, if you have an annual pass and you know you wake up one day and just say, "Hey, I wonder if I can go," um, and those good to go days will be uh, being adjusted. Yeah. So you know you might be looking at a date in you know a few days away that isn't designated as good to go, and that might change as right. it, as it gets closer. So you know, and the all day park hopping, yeah. Um, which I think will be very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Again, to know. beginning January 9th, uh, you'll be able to just pop into the if you, if you if it's not a good to go day and you do have to have a park reservation, you just need to pop into whatever park you have right. the reservation in. And if you want to, you can turn right back around and go to a different park. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's really At really cool. Looking yeah. forward to those things for mm -hmm. sure happening in 2024. Mm -hmm. um, but some other things, some new things are. Coming down oh, the pipe. Don't pie. forget the Disney dining plan as <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, right. The Disney dining yeah. plan. So if, if, for those of you who are fans of the Disney dining plan, that is also back for 2024. Right, exactly. So they have uh, two different plans that you could choose from. They they have the quick service and then they have their other standard so dining. Table service. Table ser yeah. That includes table service. Um, and you can either book those as a package if you're booking a, a resort stay at Walt Disney World or if you're a vacation club member and you're booking a stay through using vacation club points, you can have that added on as yeah. a, we're going to give it a crack in, uh, I think we're in May. We have a yeah, dining yeah. plan attached to our reservation for May. Right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm debating on maybe looking at the January, our night in January. Hmm. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Hmm. But anyways, we'll see. Um, the other, so that, I'm glad you pointed that out because I had forgotten to mention that. Um, over at Hollywood Studios, and I know you talked about this again recently, but the Little Mermaid, a musical adventure mm -hmm. is going to be coming over to the animation courtyard theater there in the fall of 2024. Same theater where the voyage of the Little Mermaid used to right. be housed a little bit. It was closed a couple years back. Right. Um, it was another... Yeah. Little Mermaid stage yeah, show. This yeah. is gonna, looking like it's going to be an advanced and have some more interesting components to it. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, I think it closed with the pandemic and never resumed right. after that. Um, but this is very cool. It, and it does sound like, like you said, they're they're going to be 
featuring a lot more new set designs and, you know, the storyline is, is following more the traditional animation, but I'm sure that they are, you know, keeping some of the things that they added to the live action related to some of the theming. Probably. Yeah. yeah it will be fun to see how it turns out for sure. Exactly. Plus it's right in time for the 35th anniversary there of the come. little mermaid animated film. So yeah, I, I think that's great. And I think it, well, you know, th- some of the things you've talked about before, I think even last episode, you talked about, um, people eaters that, you know, needing to have some additional attractions that people can go into so that it's not having these long, you know, bottlenecks at, at right. the existing. It'll take up a good period of time. Plus it's inside air conditioning. Right. It's a good time for yeah. to get some people to let, let some people cool down a little bit. Right. Or on those rainy those, days. Yeah. Those yeah. really hot months or the, yeah, the really rainy days, whatever it might be. Right. And there definitely needs to be something more going on over yes. in that section. Just in these Hollywood studios in general. Right. We need a few more things there. But Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. But at the, you know, um, animation courtyard, it definitely will be good to have something additional there for people to enjoy. I don't know if you have anything else at Hollywood Studios to mention. My, uh, no, I don't. Uh, my next thing up I had was removal of the walls <laughs> yes. over at Epcot. Um, but to, to, you know, then be able to experience the new things that are coming to uh, Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza. Yeah. So that's it. Most of the walls are down, but there still are some, and there's still some uh, construction going on mm-hmm. at that uh, Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza, as you said. And so that will hopefully be wrapped up here within the next few months. Mm-hmm. They're making progress. It looks like right. they still have some work to do, mm-hmm. and we don't have a date officially for when that's going to happen. Right. But um, we know it's coming, and it's already it's already an improvement on the area where mm-hmm. they've. I added world celebration. And I think once they get that completed, it's it's going to be a fantastic area. Exactly. So like Communicore Hall, um, well, for both of these areas, it, what's really neat is I think they're, they're, having more in that part of the of the park that will help support and feature the festivals that are held throughout the year. So it'll give more areas for things that you would like to also enjoy during their festival. So like, for example, at Communicore Hall, they're going to have an area that um, chefs can do demonstrate cooking demonstrations, um, even a mixology bar to help show showcase some things there. Um, it, it will also have a meet and greet area for Mickey and friends, which is, which is really cool that they're going to have that there. Um, and they're also going to have uh, an area that uh, will be able to have some, like a stage area, kind of ground level stage area, but a stage area where you can have some additional performers sure. and things like that, which I think is great. When we were there for the holidays, one of the things I noticed is um, when we were just heading over to World Showcase, there was a band performing. And they were doing, you know, a take on Christmas holiday songs. It it was, it was beautiful, soulful kind of music, but you really couldn't see them. You'd have to kind of go out of your way. It wasn't in an area that was, um, do a lot of foot traffic. It's a cool area in that, you know, it's right there in front of uh, the lagoon there, you know, the World Mm -hmm. Showcase Lagoon. Um, 
But yeah, where we were, it was, you could just hear them. Right. You couldn't really see them. Yeah. Right, right. So I think having, you know, a staged area, um, I, I kind of think of also, it, it reminds me a little bit at Disneyland where in Tomorrowland, they have a staged mm. area there as well that they can feature some performances and things like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it's all, uh, yeah. when it's all completed, what it's going to look like and what kind of performances they'll have there. Right. So for the last thing on my notes related to Disney World, just kind of is a you know, same thing that we talked about with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Adventure. Right. Yes. Um, you know, but some pretty exciting whether you're talking... Uh, you also forgot that uh, Country Bears Musical Jamboree <gasps> is going to right. be possibly, it looks like it's going to be opening somewhere mid-2024 as yes. well. Reimagined uh, Country Bear Jamboree, essentially, right. with some uh, new songs, kind of reimagined exactly. um, classics to, right. to fit that attraction. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be super exciting and, you know, definitely needs to... Breathe new life into that attraction to to get more people involved and interested in it again. So. Yeah, I mean, as much as we love it, we will right. go do it all the time. Right. Um, it, you could tell that it wasn't on a lot of people's radar. Right. Yes. Um, maybe an updating of it will maybe pull a few more people in sure. to check it out. And again, people eater, you know, getting some people out and and, and checking out this show. That's right. always been a wonderful show. And I love the classic show, but even to this point, they've truncated it. It's right. shorter than it used mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, trying to do something a little different might be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. For sure. Yeah. So did you have anything else at nope. Walt Disney World? Oh, um, uh, what, are we going to talk about resorts? Now go for it. Okay, so there are a couple of resorts that should be opening up in 2024. One we know for sure, the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness mm-hmm. Resort and Campgrounds, the DVC right. cabins, uh, will be opening up uh, beginning in summer of 2024. Yeah. So that will be fun to check out. Right, I'm yeah. I'm going to love to see the new reimagined, at least from the artwork, it looks like they'll be really bright and brilliant and and just you know like the cabins were before but just kind of modern and updated slightly right yeah we i know we talked about it not too long ago but it like you said lighter um still having that uh cabin and outdoorsy feel to Mm -hmm. it still having a lot of the great features that you would want to have at the cabin so having like you know a full kitchen uh, an eating area inside as well as the patio or the porch outside and the the grill out outdoors and you know it it does look like it's there i know we've said this before putting windows to bring in more light into the space so um yeah it's gonna be exciting yeah uh looking forward to seeing what their final product is of that yeah and checking them out for ourselves for sure also uh disney's polynesian resort dvc tower the one that everybody complains about right now. <laughs> um, that is supposed to be possibly completed by the end of 2024 as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll so see. Yeah. And um, nothing confirmed yet, but rumor is that if you are, if you have the Polynesian Resort as you, one of your home resorts, mm-hmm. that that will be an extension of what you nice. already have. So you won't have to purchase Yay. anything new. No confirmation right. of that. I don't know. That is the rumor. Right. I'm going to say it right now. That is a rumor. Yeah. Um, but it kind of makes crossed. a little bit of sense. <laughs> we fingers crossed because we are. Yes. We, <laughs> Polynesian is one of our home, home resorts. resorts yes. So um, that would be great for us. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I know people have 
had some issues with how it looks as it's going up right now mm-hmm. and how it kind of stands out like a sore thumb right. there in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, but you look at some of the artwork for it and it does look like it will fit in well. It just will it, right. will it stand out? Will it fit in, uh, like what we expect out of the Polynesian in right. that space? I have a faith in Disney that it will. Yeah. We'll see either way. We're looking forward to the ability to stay in another spot. DVC right. wise. Well, to have like a Polynesian wide bedroom, resort. Yeah. you know, yes. because right now they just have the studios or the two bedroom right. bungalows. Um, so this will be nice to have that other yeah, option. Because when we go with Scott, it gets a little tight for the three of us right. in the studio, you know, especially if it's multiple nights. It's one thing to do a night or two. Right. And we can certainly do that. And we do do that. But it is also nice for us all to have a little bit more space. space. We yes. will do a one bedroom right. from time to time when we are uh, staying with him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I know it's hard to, you know, make something look tropical and Polynesian style when you're just talking about this concrete building. It's, you know, it's not made out of wood and it's not going to look, you know, like you would think of right now. But like you said, you know, Disney wants to get it right. They want to have this um, be a, a good function of that. They, they definitely, I think incorporated that theming when they did the bungalows. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you right now, it, as it looks right now, it doesn't look great. However, I know that that's not the finished product. Right. And I am certain that it's going to look much better than that when it's all said and done. How much it meshes with everything else that's around it, that's up in the air. Right. I have faith. Yes. I think it's going to end up looking good. And I think we're going to enjoy our chances to stay there. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, cool, cool. So, <laughs> So that was all I had. I I don't think there may be some other news, but I don't have anything else on the resorts specifically. All right. Um, I had a couple things about Disneyland Paris. Okay. Because I just think, you know, one, we've heard a lot of great things happening recently with um, the parks at Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo. Uh, So it was time that Disneyland got a little bit of attention of what's happening. And in 2024, it does sound like they're going to host some really great new experiences. Um, And the first one, and I'll tell you this one, I have such FOMO (laughs) for. Um, It's going to be actually kicking off uh, January 8th. Um, Actually, what they're really there, what, what Disneyland Paris is saying, they, they want to really, um, infuse a lot of color early in the year during their cloudy winter days. And so they're going to do that in multiple ways. And the first one that's going to be kicked off is a nighttime show. It's called Disney Symphony of Colors. Mm. And it's a nighttime drone parade <laughs> in the sky. Nice. I know. It gets better going to have they said it's going to be combining synchronized drones video projections lights and fountains across sleeping beauty castle uh in fact they're saying up to 500 drones will parade across the night sky in the form of illuminating floats symbolizing the various icons of the main street electrical parade 
Bay Street Electrical Parade in the in the sky. In the sky, they said. You know, obviously they're gonna have Mickey and his friends, uh, dazzling train, Elliot, the adorable dragon, Cinderella's carriage, and playing the song from the Main Street Electrical Parade. Wow. I mean. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I, I haven't was, heard about that one, but uh, uh, that's exciting. Man, it's it's yeah. running till uh, September 30th, and man, I would love. We got to win a lottery because I want to go see that. <laughs> Here we go. That's one way to do it. Um, and then in February, there's going to be another show. It's a daytime show. They they're saying it's an energy packed daytime show, no less. Um, it's called A Million Splashes of Color. And it's celebrating uh, animated films from both Disney Animation and Pixar Studios. Um, they, they said it's going to be obviously colorful floats, but it's really going to be inspired by art, music, and writing, um, the storytelling features. And, you know, when I look at some of the, the artist rendition of this, it really does seem like they're trying to focus not so much on the characters as much as the process or, you know, that it is about storytelling. It is about the art and the music, et cetera. So that sounds super cool. For sure. They're also infusing the park with a lot of decorative, decorative color features. Um, and I, I saw a, a video clip that they, they put out on YouTube and it, it was interviewing these artists that were creating these pieces of art that are going to, like in front of the castle, it's going to almost look like a garden, but with these, I, I don't know if it was glass, but it looked like glass. What it most resembled to me was some of the chandelier work on the Disney cruise ships, you know, just big ornate. Back from the, when they were originally, originally on the Wonder yes, and the Magic. Yeah. But these grand looking plants and very colorful and that will light up at night and on the buildings they're going to be putting these really they're huge different um ornate features that will have pictures of some of the disney characters Mm -hmm. it just looks like they're really trying to spruce up and make it as they said very colorful very beautiful i like that that's good yeah, I, I, I think it just looks so cool, you know, and I love that they're adding a daytime and a nighttime show um, this year that really, really looks very cool. And yeah, would hopefully love to. some of that stuff will stick around. I think we're, we're still planning on 2025 I know. as a visit. Hopefully some of that stuff will be around in right. 2025 as well. Exactly. Um, now, their Disneyland Hotel had been closed for several years for refurbishment, and that's going to be reopening in January, in fact, January 25th. And it does look like they're going to feature a couple really cool dining locations. Um, one is called Chefs of the Royal Banquet, and then La Table de Lumière. And um, hearing from some of the things that the the two head chefs from both of those um establishments sound really cool their their focus really is on a storytelling uh high quality fresh and local ingredients so it it does sound cool um they gave some examples they said um guests will feel like they're taking on a voyage to the disney stories homelands and for example they can explore asia with the kumandra soup and we heard about kumandra mm-hmm. soup in uh raya and the last dragon they said so it's made with prawns mushrooms and Thai rice vermicelli. Um, They're also going to have a a Moana Pacific Mahi Mahi marinated in coconut milk and wrapped in banana leaves. 
uh, one of their desserts. They said it's going to fit the theme linked directly to um, the sword and the stone. So it'll have, uh, it's a dessert called the Excalibur and it's uh, a shape like a rock with a chocolate sword in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and so obviously a lot of attention to the details, uh, for the youngest diners, they really want to make some of this very interactive and very colorful. And even like the, the, uh, fruits are, are cut into shapes that are like fleur-de-lis or crowns. I mean, things that really support the theming and storytelling that they, they have there. And it just looks delicious, amazing. Um, they're going to obviously offer a wine pairing. They said uh, Lumiere's are also going to have a, a champagne fl- pairing with some of their wow. dishes. Yeah. so that's, um, that's right up our alley. I know. <laughs> I know. So we may have to go visit the Disneyland Hotel, if nothing else, at least for some of the great food that they're going to be offering. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The, the Disneyland Hotel there in Disneyland Paris, if you've never been there, basically you walk right underneath it, right. essentially on your way in uh, to, to the park, to the park, to mm-hmm. Disneyland Park. It's yeah. right there in front. It's immediately right there in front. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, love that that's reopening. Um, something that just reopened, it's not in 2024, but just reopened uh, on December 18th was their Autopia and they have a new sponsor, which is Avis. And mm. so um, they've added some, additional like posters and things like that. And I'm sure there'll be more things coming in the future, but that it's cool that that also just reopened. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What else you got? Uh, That's what I was, you know, really, you know, looking at what I'm looking forward to. Um, Obviously we've talked about with the other parks throughout the world. There's some really great, you know, Zootopia land and, Arendale, yeah. and you know. Uh, by the way, it looks like the stuff that's going to be over the uh, Walt Disney Studios Park at at, at Disneyland Paris um, doesn't look like it'll be open for 2024. Right. It's looking more likely 2025. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which hopefully will fit into our schedule right. when we go there. But because it's about us, <laughs> that's what they're opening it for. Us. <laughs> Actually, I'd rather they open up in 2024. That way, the Maybe the crowds will be diminished right, a little bit yes. by the time we went in 2025, <laughs> but whatever. Looks like they're not going to be ready quite yet, but uh, big things ahead for Disneyland Paris. Yes. Um, I, I will tell you that over at the Tokyo Disney Resort, mm-hmm. uh, Fantasy Springs is planning on opening up right. next year, and that's going to include, it basically is a brand new land right. that's going to include things like Frozen Kingdom, Rapunzel's Forest, Peter Pan's Neverland. Right. It's a brand new hotel resort uh, that are, are going to be there too. It's going to be a fantastic new area uh, near the Disney Sea mm-hmm. uh, Park. There, that's uh, that's exciting. They're, yeah, they're opening up some fantastic things in the Asian parks for sure. Right. Well, we heard how great Disney Sea was from uh, yeah. Chris and and Joshua. So uh, to know that they're even adding more things for fun yeah. there sounds exciting. Yeah, exciting. Uh, great stuff uh, going on at the Disney parks. I will just touch on a couple movies that are coming out mm-hmm. in 2024 as well. I'm not going to hit the whole Disney slate, right? Um, but I want to hit some key ones here. Uh, June 14th, Inside Out 2 mm-hmm. is going to be hitting theaters. Excited for that. Yeah, the, it's looking the, cute. Uh, the trailer already looks great. Uh, excited for that film. Uh, July 26th, Deadpool 3 is coming out. Um, we've seen some 
photos from the sets right. that look fantastic. Uh, very excited to see where Deadpool goes in, yeah. in, uh, in uh, the third uh, version there, yes, yeah. of mm-hmm. that. And then uh, this is interesting. I had forgotten this movie was coming out, but in December 20th of 2024, Mufasa, The Lion King, oh, yeah. is coming back. It's kind of a prequel right. uh, to The Lion King. It's going to be live, like the live action uh, Lion King mm-hmm. uh, that we saw from a few years back. Um, but it's going to be interesting to kind of go delve into Mofasa's right. story and get hear a little bit more yeah. about him. Nice. Yeah. And like I said, there's, some, there's f- several other films that are coming out too. Lots of stuff coming to Disney Plus next year. But those were the biggies that I wanted right. to hit on. And I know, you know, we've, we've seen and talked about um, that has been announced is that they're really trying to um, look at, especially with Marvel, how to how to approach that for the future? I I think the company even said that they didn't. They felt like they've kind of neglected some of the, how how they are approaching uh, the the products that are coming I think out they, of that. They, they were trying to fill Disney Plus with a lot of stuff, right? And maybe they didn't completely think out some of the things that they were putting in there. They tried to rush them, right, uh, to Disney Plus. Maybe if they'd taken some more time, and it, I mean, I've loved to almost everything that Marvel has yes. put on Disney plus to some extent, um, you know, some more than others, obviously, right. but I've enjoyed them all. Same with star Wars. I've enjoyed them all. Right. They've brought to, to Disney plus, but I can understand where they're like, you know, maybe we should be thinking more quality and rather than quantity and right. just make these the best shows, the best films right. they can be instead of just trying to get stuff constantly on Disney plus. To right. Watch. Right. Yeah. I think like you're saying that that's exactly that. And that probably the area that, that they felt most fell short was with the films with, yeah. you know, what they were putting out for um, the theaters. And so, uh, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I still think this is going to be true in 2024 and especially more going forward than that. The theater industry is changing significantly. Yes. Um, we see it all the time uh, that it regularly well, movies that come out that are expected to do super well don't always do well. There right. are some that are known quantities. They're known IP right. from all various different studios. Uh, that when they go into the theaters, mm-hmm. they do okay. Right. But things that are kind of new and p- people don't know what they are, people are like, eh, maybe I don't need to go to the theater for that. Maybe I can wait a couple extra months right. and see when it comes on streaming somewhere yeah. or buy it digitally or whatever it might be. I'm kind of used to seeing things at home now. Right. So the theater industry is changing and, and hopefully all the companies, all the studios are adapting with it. Um, right. Because they're going to need to. Because right. You can't hear about, and this is not just Disney. Mm-hmm. You hear about it with many different studios, many different films. We're hearing like, oh, didn't meet expectations on opening weekend. Right. Didn't meet expectations on right. opening weekend. It's. It, I think that expectations have to change right? with what's happening in the theaters. Yes, yes. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it really, if it is something that seems new that people are wondering, oh, do I want to, you know, shell out the money or go into the theater and do that experience um, for something that I might not know if it's going to be good or not when I can wait. And and we're seeing, we were talking about last night, how we were seeing some things that are out um, just actually what, like two months after they were out in the theater that you can rent them, you know, for eight, $6 or, you know, or it's, 
Yeah. I can see where people might say, you know what? I might wait and not go to the theater for right. this. And I think the the theater experience isn't what it used to be. I mean, it was already before the pandemic starting to be an issue right. of when you went to the theaters, too many people on their phone, too many right. people talking, people thinking they're on their own living room, right. they're in a theater. It diminishes the theater um, viewing experience. Right. Uh, and I think since the pandemic, when people got more used to watching right. movies at, at home, home. Right. that it's even push that to the extreme. Yes. And so now it's like the question of how much do I want to pay all this money right. to go sit through an experience that isn't going to be immersive because that's what the theater is all about. I still love the theater. I want to see these films on the big screens. Right. I want to be completely immersed in it. It, it. That doesn't happen at home, even with our big screen televisions right. and wonderful sound systems right. and everything. It's not the same as going to the theater. I want that to happen. I just need the people around me <laughs> to also want that, you know, right, because right. that's what makes it wonderful is when you can just be there and just be completely caught up in the movie but when somebody's on their phone or talking right. to their neighbor loudly i know it just takes you completely out of it it does and, and it does yeah and like you said i mean the other thing that's great you know when the audience is optimal is the inner the reactions you know mm -hmm. whether it's you know of you know something being thrilling and like oh everybody's scared you can hear it you know or the thrill and excitement of something great some hero doing something wonderful and the reaction of the crowd is also part of that, that, you know, theater experience. And but we, like you said, it can really be um, drawn away when you're sitting there and somebody is, you know, a row or two in front of you constantly on their phone mm -hmm. or tablet, you know, looking at things online and, you know, we really love social media as well, but that is something for about that, two hours. You can shut that thing yeah. off. I mean, now, now, don't get me wrong. There are, you know, emergencies that happen, right, right. you know, that you have to, you know, see the phone, right. respond to things, understand that. But when you're just on there scrolling through Instagram right. or TikTok or whatever, come on, cut that out. Right. Please, right. Please be courteous to everybody around you. Yes. Yes. And, so. I, and, you know, going to what you were talking about, the excitement of being in, a, in an event uh, film right and being there with the crowd i go back to avengers endgame and some of the scenes from mm -hmm. that and how exciting that was right you know when that happened and i'll go just back recently to and god forbid we go an episode was talking about once upon a studio <laughs> <I know. laughs> um when we were there right? at destination d23 and watching once upon a studio for the first time ever with a bunch of disney fans right. and everybody reacting to so yes. many different little little things that happened throughout right. it um, was there was an electricity to it. it yes. was, there was something special about that. And that's what you get from the theater. Exactly. Um, I wanted to get back to that. I don't know if it ever will, but again, the theater, the, the studios will, are going to have to adapt. Right. And yes. I think that they will. I think right. they'll, they'll adjust and figure these things out. And, you know, like I said, expectations may need to change a little bit as to what these numbers will be like right. for most movies in the theater. I think there's, you know, I mean, you talk about Barbie, you talk right. about Oppenheimer, I think Oppenheimer yes. was driven by Barbie and the, the tie right. them together. Yes. Avatar, a right. known product people have been waiting for years for to see right. that come out. Um, Wonka, which mm -hmm. just came out again, a known commodity. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of, of, like you're saying, variations of known characters for or good or bad. right i mean people are always complaining about you know uh, more sequels right no original storylines more rehashing of similar stories 
But when that's the one that's drawing people to the theaters, of course, the studios are going to continue to do that. We need to help support some of these films that are maybe aren't those. If you want to see more of those going on. But also, like I said, the studios need to also look at it and see how can we um, also um, make the people happy that maybe aren't going to the the theaters as much, but they do want to see these films. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we get them into their living rooms? I think there needs to be a balance between um, box office at the theater versus maybe what people will pay to see it on streaming as well and find that sweet spot for the studios, for the people at home and for all the creators of the, including the actors and how they get paid off of these things as well, because there's, there's some things that need to be worked out with that. Right. And you know, there just are some things that, you know, as time has changed the, the industry that people look at, at a film coming out and judge whether it's something known or not, is this something where the experience at the theater is going to be necessarily that much better than just seeing the story from home, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I could see, I mean, we've done that in the past too, not even just with changes, but just in the past knowing, yeah, do I have to go really to the theater to see that? Or is it something I'll wait till we can see it, you know, on one of these streaming. It used to be, it took a long time for you to see these, these films at home. Right. It was a long time. It was right. a long wait. Yes. Um, now it's not quite exactly. usually as long. Right, right. You'll be able to watch them in three months or something. So that's always that, where do I want to go? Where, right. Where, what's the balancing point there? Exactly. And like I said, I think the, the studios will figure it out at, at some point at what works right. best for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Yes. Because um, I think that's important. Um, I do want to touch on that. I do believe that, and this is just a, a just what I kind of think. Mm-hmm. Um, a prediction that I think that D23 Expo this year is going to be huge for right. Disney. Yes. I think it's time. I think they they know it's time mm-hmm. that, yes, they've kind of had to hedge their bets for a, a, a couple of these Destination D23, the D23 Expo mm-hmm. in 2022, because we were coming out of a pandemic right. and they, they were looking back at what they released in 2019 and realized because they weren't expecting a pandemic right. and things had to change things that what they were thinking they were all going to do had to, they had to scrap a lot of those concepts. Sure. Right. Uh, and so now they were a little snake bit by that when we got to these last mm-hmm. expos and they're just kind of like, maybe possibly we're thinking about, right. You know, I think there's going to be some more concrete examples that are going to come out this year. Well, right. sure. You know, and you talked too about the change in leadership back to Bob Iger and um, the announcement that, the company is going to be infusing billions of dollars into the experiences. So whether that be parks or cruise lines or, you know, any, any of these other types of, of experience people can have. So they, they already knew that in 2023, the Imagineers were, I'm sure, being tasked to start developing plans for that. And like you said, I think by you know, the D23 Expo in, in August of 2024, we will hear a lot more, con- like you said, concrete because the time has transported and they, they, are, they already know they're committing the money to it. Right. I just think that now they can look and they can see where they are industry-wise, mm-hmm. what others in the industry are right. doing. Hello, Universal. You're doing yes. some great stuff. Um, we're, we're, we're a Disney podcast. We respect Universal sure. and we respect all the things that they're doing. They're right. doing some great stuff. Disney is going to play off of that. And I think they're going to, it, 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 it's time. Right. I, I really believe that they're going to announce some big things exactly. that are concrete, not just maybes. Right. Uh, which, I mean, they're always maybes. And yeah, they're always, always subject to some, some blue sky yeah, things. They're, yeah. And they're always subject to some 
changes from the concept as, right. as you move along and you, and you see how things work and you decide, okay, maybe this looked good, but we can't feasibly really do right, it. Right. Um, but I do think that there will be some definitive plans mm-hmm. coming out, um, possibly before D23 Expo, but definitely at the D23 right. Expo in 2024. Yes, yes. But at least for 2024, there are a lot of fun new things or revised things to do and yeah, Looking I'm excited about a lot of these things. Yeah. Uh, we, we listed a ton of them and we didn't get to everything. Right. And like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we don't even know about yet that's going to come out as the year progresses. Um, we'd love to know what you think about what's coming in 2024. What did we miss? What are you excited about? please hit us up on social media, the Gmail account, whatever, and tell us what you're looking forward to from Disney in 2024. So I think 2024 is going to be a fun year. Happy New Year, everybody. I I hope you're excited for what's to come for Disney and what we all have planned for the coming year. Right. And and best wishes to you all for a new year and to your your loved ones. Yes, absolutely. Hope you have a wonderful year, a very prosperous year uh, ahead for you. And uh, hopefully part of that prosperous. <laughs> is that, that's not even a word. Hopefully some of that prosperity is listening to this show uh, often. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, it's all about us, right? It is. It's it all is. About us. I was just going to let you go down that path because you were, you were heading somewhere and I was yeah. like, okay, where is he uh, taking this? I rarely know where I'm going. <laughs> I do want to know where I'm going next though. Before we get to the Disney stories of the week, we have to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel because Let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee. But let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I really don't have much for you this week. Let's be honest. Uh, Disney's also taking their their holiday break and uh, not really putting much out there. So I'm just going to hit on a couple quick things. And these, these are just some closures that you may be 
need to know about if you're planning on a trip to the Walt Disney World Resort coming soon. Just a sure. couple of them really quickly, um, just so you know where and where you, you might want to be staying and where you might want to avoid. And, right. and like I said, these are really quick. Um, I'm going to start with from January through late March of 2024, the Fuentes del Moro pool at the Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, which is their main pool mm-hmm. there, that is going to be closed for refurbishment. So if you're looking there and t- t- take a swim in, in that pool, you're not going to have your shot. However, there are five other leisure <laughs> pools at the Caribbean Beach Resort. It's not the big pool. It's right. not the glamorous pool there, but you will have your chances if you want to take the little one swimming or whatever. Right, you can still right. do that during that time period. Yeah. That makes sense. And yeah, I mean, they have to refurbish this pool. Yeah, every once in a while, you you gotta, you gotta. We were just there last year when they were redoing the the pool at the Contemporary. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that goes along with that. If you're staying anywhere near those pools, know that during the day there may be some noise. Yes. There because they are sanding and, you know, scraping and painting and doing all sorts of stuff there. Right. But yeah, they they do make sure they let the guests that are staying there know because they don't do it early in the morning or after. Right, after yeah, a certain, certain point. Time. Yeah, usually yeah. it's when you're at the parks anyway. Right. You won't even notice it. Probably. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Frozen Ever After will be temporarily closing at Epcot's Norway Pavilion, but it's only for one day. Uh, January 24th, just some routine maintenance. They say it's only one day. It's supposed to be reopening on January 25th. So uh, just, uh, just just some little tightening of screws right, and yeah. bolts and making sure uh, Anna's working on fine and Elsa's yes. singing out loud as quick as much as possible. <laughs> Uh, so just know that going in, if you have plans to go to Epcot and that is something that your little ones or your big ones, uh, yeah. like to enjoy, um, maybe go on a different day than the day. January right. 24th, plan that out a little yeah. bit. So that's it. I don't have anything else for you. Well, I know the skyline is going to be closed down oh, yeah. at the beginning of January. There were some other uh, announcements right. of things that were closing right. for periods of time. Haunted Mansion's closing at the end of January for uh, a period we just talked right. about to add the queue and they're, you know, obviously moving out the, the, uh, nightmare before, nightmare Christmas, before Christmas overlay. Uh, yep. Uh, but they're been closing that for a significant time over at the Disneyland resort as well. Right. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And one of the things I did hear our, one of our local weathermen say today is that for the, uh, upcoming run Disney events, the weather does look like it's going to be good, especially for the, the longer races. Yes, yes. Uh, you never know with uh, the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend right. uh, what it's going to be like. Sometimes it can be very, very cold yes. and a little miserable. And we've, you know, we have actually seen them having to cancel the marathon at times. Right. Um, but it looks like this year will be actually almost optimal right. uh, for the runners out there. Yeah. And, you know, hope you all who are going to enjoy that uh, have a fantastic time. Uh, we'll be at the next week out at Disneyland for the first Disneyland run Disney race weekend in over five years when it it comes back. Yeah. 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 Um, We were there for the last race weekend in uh, November of 2017. Right. Um, And we'll be back for the very first race, the 5k uh, that will be back coming up here in a couple weeks. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. We're excited about that. And hopefully we'll see some of you out there. Um, for sure. So right. oh, that was one of the other things that's new in 2024. Well, one, obviously that one, but the, uh, the October mm-hmm. run Disney at Disneyland event. It's yeah, going to be new. They've had other races in mm-hmm. that kind of time period, as I just mentioned, the November. Um, and I think they, they used to have one in September as well. 
Um, but they haven't had a Halloween theme right. one, so that's, so that's, that's cool. exciting. I wish we could make it out to that, but not right. this year, right. uh, but still, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for everybody involved. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic. <laughs> All things great. You just heard it. She does the best research. You know, she has the best lists. One thing is definitely for certain. She has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, honey. Uh, My tip really has to do if you're at um, Walt Disney World and you want to hop over to some of the resorts, whether you're staying there or just uh, hotel hopping, know that they have um, different activities that can be done. Obviously, at the DVC, you know, well, I think all the resorts, they'll, they'll have like a board by the lobby that'll tell you things that are going on. But let's say you don't want to get into something that in depth, but just some other fun ways of exploring the resort is uh, go to their front desk and ask if they have something like a scavenger hunt or, you know, any other activity like that. We've done that at several different resorts. And it's just another way to really appreciate a lot of the little details that you might miss just by walking through or going through the that resort. And sometimes they even give you a little small prize, you know, a button or something like that for completing it. Um, but you don't have to be staying at the resort to do those things. So if you're if you find yourself with a little extra time at, at, at Disney Resort, check out the front desk and ask them if they have a little activity that uh, that you could participate in. And, and like I said, you'll just learn to really appreciate a little more detail, a little more of what the Imagineers put into the location. Yeah, we've done a little bit of that at the Wilderness Lodge and, and done a, like a, a scavenger hunt for yes. various things. And they have lots of little stuff going on that doesn't cost you a cent. But right. It'll, it'll kind of take up some of your day, especially if you're, it's a day that you're not doing the parks, that you're just doing a resort day or whatever. Right, it's a perfect exactly. way to kind of take up some time and busy out the little ones as well. And yeah, some yeah. Fun with them. And they're not necessarily easy peasy. No. We, we struggled no. with some. Um, but yeah, at least, you know, like you're saying, it's it's another thing to do and um, and you don't have to be staying at their resort to do exactly. it. So. Exactly. Michelle's tip. Always the best tip. Uh, For my tip this week, look, it's the end of the year, onward to the new year. And I'm just going to say this is the perfect time. Not that it isn't always a perfect time, but this is a perfect time to just keep looking forward. Take a moment, take a look back at 2023. And if you had some great memories, some great things that happened, store those memories, take a look back at them, enjoy them. If you had a lousy year or some lousy things happen, Take those memories and throw them away. (laughs) Light them on fire. Throw them in a lake. Whatever you got to do, get rid of them because we're going forward into 2024. Look ahead. Look to all the positive moments that are going to happen in 2024. There are some bright things that are going to happen. Some wonderful things that are going to happen. 2024 is going to be your year. Look ahead. Look forward. Get going into this bright, bright future. Exactly. Let them go and just release them. Exactly. Thank you, Elsa. <laughs> I needed to connect with you on that level. <laughs> That's it for this week's show. Next week, well, Michelle's bringing us another deep dive into <laughs> some of the favorite landmarks that are you'll find at virtually 
well, many of the Disney parks. Michelle, what are we going to be getting into starting next week? Uh, we're going to be looking at some of the Disney park castles. Oh, yeah. there's some interesting stuff that some of these castles that maybe, yeah, we all love to take pictures in front of right. them. We all like to like see them lit up, see them projections on them or the fireworks over them. But there's a lot of interesting stuff involved. And you know, when Michelle does a deep dive into this, you know there's going to be some fascinating tidbits, some stuff that you've never heard before. And so uh, very excited to hear all about. And we're going to start with the U.S. next week, the U.S. castles. I think that's what, yeah. I mean, I haven't done much research into it yet. Hopefully there's a substantial amount of information I can share with people. Uh, If not, we'll add something else to it, I'm sure. Just make stuff up. That that I won't do. (laughs) I really, you know, and it's so funny because it's it's so easy to find a lot of stuff on the internet for sure. But I definitely try to make certain I'm going to reliable sources. I know you're being funny about the make things up though. I know. I was just joking. I could do my own what if on castles, (laughs) but I would at least say it's a what if. No, it's going to be great. Michelle's research is always the best research. So, you know, we're going to learn some things uh, next week and in the weeks to come as we look at other castles around the world as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Wonderful. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, Come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. You want to find us there. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this uh, podcast, one of the ways, in addition to telling people about it, is to become a Patreon. And we have tiers as low as just $2 a month. Just go to our website and you can sign up there. Yep. And thank you to everybody who's already become a Patreon member That's of right. the show. We appreciate you so very much. And we appreciate you just for listening to this episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.